You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake on Twitter, here with you all on this Friday, a game day here in the Crescent City as the Pelicans take on the Jazz in their third preseason game. First one, only one at home. We are going to talk about that in the third segment. We're also going to look at a new addition to the Pelicans front office that we've had so much going on with Zion playing incredibly well that we've got to, we haven't even had a chance to mention this. I'll let you know who it is, what his role is going to be and why I really, really like this move. Before we get to that though, we're going to take a look at Nikhil Alexander. Xander Walker sparking and leading that comeback 23 points for the Pelicans over the Chicago Bulls. We'll talk about his play throughout the first two games of preseason. Second segment, we're going to talk about the good and the bad from the Pelicans in the preseason. Yes, there has been some bad despite seeing some awesome, awesome things from Zion Williamson. We'll really dive into that a little bit more. So let's cover it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. I've talked a lot about Zion Williamson being the you know the man on this team for the past couple of weeks now, but Nikhil Alexander-Walker has really started to show us something in preseason, living up to that tremendous summer league showing that he had earlier in the year as well with some early action with that team, and we wondered if it would carry over to NBA competition. Summer league, you're going against guys that aren't going to be in the league next year. He was a first-round pick. He should be outplaying them. It's really as simple as that, and that's why you don't want to take much away from summer league unless someone kind of has a bad performance because that does tell you something and coming in as a rookie and knowing that Alvin Gentry doesn't necessarily want to play some of these younger guys these unproven guys when you know they'd like to be competitive and make the playoffs Nikhil Alexander Walker is staking a claim for a role in the rotation and a bunch of minutes this year sooner rather than later I originally hypothesized that yeah we'd see him get those minutes get into the rotation at the end of the year, maybe when the Pelicans were out of playoff contention, he's not going to wait that long. And it's not because he's impatient or anything like that. It's just that this guy can absolutely play. And we've seen it now through these first two preseason games. Look, he's not starter level material here or quality, but he's certainly been a rotation guy. There's been some uh, bad, but there's been a whole lot of good. And the game against the Chicago Bulls the other night just really jumps out at you. It was a tale of two quarters for him in a way. In the third quarter, he was the guy setting up his teammates, running the offense, just keeping things flowing and keeping the Pelicans in the game. And then in the fourth quarter, when they needed him to be the man, the go-to scorer, he lived up to that, scoring 11 of his uh, 13 points in that in the game in that quarter. He was outstanding. He finished on the night uh, with 13 points and seven assists. That's really good for a half worth of action 
leading a bunch of other guys on the team. He's also shown a penchant for playing pretty good defense. He's got length. He's got uh, the wingspan to stay in front of guys to kind of disrupt the passing lanes a little bit and the athleticism not to get blown by. He definitely needs to put on some muscle, a little bit more bulk maybe, so that he doesn't just get kind of tossed around at times. But this is a guy that shows an absolute ton of potential. The point backup point guard role is the role that's open and up for grabs on the team. This is the guy who's probably going to make the claim for that role. Maybe not right off the bat, but he'll be in the rotation right off the bat. But by the end of the season, this is the backup point guard. And you can see it. He just looks a little bit more in command, particularly in the pick and roll, trying to get the ball to the roll man, to the pop man, uh, more so than maybe Frank Jackson has been. Frank's maybe more of a pure score, kind of a guy that's more in the mold of Drew Holiday, whereas Nikhil Alexander-Walker is more in the mold of of kind of that facilitator, maybe more like Lonzo Ball, but with a jump shot and not just nearly as good right now. Those are good guys to have kind of as your backup guards in this uh, rotation with this team. Etuan Moore is out there too. So is Josh Hart. Moore's probably got the edge over everybody right now, uh, given his experience in the Alvin Gentry system. He's kind of that stable backup guard with a very limited ceiling. Sorry, Etuan. Um, whereas Nikhil Alexander-Walker has a very, very high ceiling, has all the tools to be good defensively. And if you can kind of lead the second unit like he did in the fourth quarter to a 23-point comeback, it says something, even if it is in preseason. Again, he makes the right passes. You just can kind of see it. He had a four-turnover game against Atlanta in preseason game one, but cut that down to just one turnover to seven assists against the Chicago Bulls. And then again, flips that switch to say, okay, it's my turn. This is the lineup I've got to take over. And he was three of four from deep in the fourth quarter. And after the game, he had a great comment. And you can see this dude is just buying into everything the Pelicans are doing. He said, that's exactly why, uh, that's exactly what we go by. Our identity won't back down. That's living proof of it right there. Down 23, we found a way to pull it out. This is a guy who's not just trying to go for like personal glory and get minutes in a rotation to prove he's an NBA guy. He seems like a team first guy with those type of comments. He's buying into the culture that the team is building here, that David Griffin's building, that Alvin Gentry's building. That's the type of guy you want to see getting significant minutes for this franchise. And also, it's got to say wonders about his development and his prospects for the future. He's going to be the backup point guard. Guy can also finish around the rim exceptionally well. We saw that in Summer League. with, And he does this with both hands. He's pretty ambidextrous from what I've seen. Finishing around the rim with his left or right hand, making passes with his left or right hand, being able to have all of that in your repertoire of scoring and passing and facilitating, I think that's going to give him the edge over some of these other guys. I'm excited to see him tonight in person, the rest of the preseason games. And we'll talk about this more maybe on Monday. The Pelicans have... You know, their final two preseason games after this one are the ones where they're going to run a more true rotation that you're going to see closer to what you'll see during the regular season. That's where we'll get an idea of what his role is going to be. But make no mistake, Alvin Gentry's getting it wrong if this guy isn't a rotation player. I feel pretty confident in saying that. And I think we'll see him at that spot sooner rather than later. 
We'll get to other good and bad things from preseason in just a moment here. But before I do that, today's podcast brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. So the good and bad of preseason so far, look, the good is pretty obvious. Zion Williamson is going to be a damn stud in the NBA and can score a variety of different ways, most notably just at the rim where he is going to live if you go by his shot chart from the game against the Chicago Bulls. Nikhil Alexander-Walker has looked good. Drew Holiday's looked pretty good. I'm not really worried about him. Lonzo Ball is developing chemistry with Zion Williamson, and overall he's looked pretty good. Bit of a mixed bag with his shooting, but the playmaking on offense, getting in transition, and doing some of those other things, the pick and rolls, have been excellent, and there's no complaints there. Overall, this has been really fun to watch through two meaningless preseason games. We've got to keep that in mind. But there has been some bad, and it's mainly been on the defensive side of the ball, and I'm a little bit worried about this, at least for the start of the year. Again, we know they brought in Jeff Bizdelic from the Houston Rockets, a consummate teacher, professional, a guy who's well-respected around the league, but they have not looked good to start the year on the defensive side of the ball. And when you watch them in the pick-and-roll defense, they're just not pressuring the point of attack, the ball handler whatsoever. You have guys who are unsure if they should switch or if they're supposed to fight through the screen, go over it, go under it, what have you. Just a lot of confusion. For the most part, in one-on-one defensive situations, this team has looked okay. You have everyone who can kind of on an island defend, even Zion Williamson, though I don't think he's been amazing there. It's off the ball that things have really fallen apart. Once a pass or two is made, once the first action kind of gets a team into their offense, it hasn't been that pretty. The Pelicans have given up a lot of open threes. They've been lucky that they haven't been killed by that necessarily. Um, They've also given up a lot of cutters that they've just missed. Zion looks a little bit clueless out there on the court at times and just doesn't seem to kind of have the awareness, which again, it's been two games that, that matter somewhat for him. That's not necessarily unexpected. Same for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Again, point of attack, he's been pretty good. Uh, Drew Holiday's been outstanding on that side of the ball. Lonzo Ball's been pretty good. But the rest of the team, other than maybe Derek Favors, has struggled. And that needs to get fixed because, again, this offense needs to get stops in or, or on the defensive side of the ball for their offense to really flow, for them to get those transition opportunities, for them to get that early offense. You need to get a stop and put it and not allow the defense to get back and get set and you're seeing that happen a little too much some of the numbers from preseason the pelicans have a 113 offensive rating a defensive rating of 101.97 that's a net rating of 11.3 again we shouldn't read too much into these very small sample sizing games that don't matter the offensive rating that's good you got to be pretty happy with what you're seeing out of that the defense is surprised me that the numbers were there. That's about middle of the pack so far in preseason. The pace, second highest in the league right now, only behind the Toronto Raptors by one possession per 100, or sorry, per game. So overall, they're kind of doing what they want. They're not turning the ball over at an exceptional rate, which you think that could be higher because they're playing with so much pace and getting such fast offense. That's a really encouraging sign that they're not going to have as many empty wasted trips, which for a team that not necessarily shooting the ball overall great from three and has some 
decent playmakers, but no one who maybe jumps out at you from three other than J.J. Redick uh, has been a very good thing because it means you're making those possessions count just a little bit more, at least with a shot attempt, and you have a chance to score some points. But defensively, they need to start getting some more stops. They need to kind of understand what to do and work as a unit a little bit more. But it's only been two games. Bizdelic, we all kind of believe in him that he can get this defense to improve. In On paper, all of these guys seem like they could be good defenders. Some of them just happen to be rookies. But it's going to be rough. The schedule's tough to start the year. You're playing some very good teams, teams that can score. And if you're not getting those stops, it could hurt your offense too because those teams aren't bad on defense either. Could lead to the Pelicans getting off to a rocky start, but if they get this defense figured out maybe a little bit better or just keep improving from game to game to game, the final three preseason games that we have left, you know, they could be a force and an annoying team to play early on in the year when their legs are fresh and all of these young guys can get out there, run, do springy different things like that. It's going to be intriguing. I'm going to be curious to see how they do tonight against the Jazz, how they do the next two preseason games. If we start to see a little bit of improvement, it's not going to be tremendous, but maybe something you can notice. I think that bodes well for the Pelicans to start the year and to make the playoffs. So the Pelicans have a new person in the front office, bit of a late hire, bit of a quiet hire. I'll let you know who that is. But before we get to that, don't forget, subscribe to Locked on Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast from. We're here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. You're excited. Your friends are excited. Hey, I'm even excited. Zion is fun. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, pretty fun guy. The future is bright here. Learn all about it with the Locked on Pelicans podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. So there's a new addition to the Pelicans front office. This one was kind of a quiet hire. No big press release sent out, anything like that. This comes from Andrew Lopez, now of ESPN.com, friend of the show here too. And that is they've added former point guard Ramon Sessions as the team's director of basketball operations and team development. Interesting signing. Ramon Sessions, kind of a journeyman around the NBA, played a number of seasons um, with a pretty long career. I think played for seven different teams over his career. Finished with 10 points, uh, 10.3 points per game alongside 4.1 assists. He was kind of that kind of combo hybrid scoring guard, but could also facilitate. That was either your backup or spot starter, occasionally getting a significant role during certain seasons. He does have previous time to David Griffin. We've seen this a little bit that he seems to have a couple of guys that he's wanted to work with that he's trusted for a long time. And Ramon Sessions played in Cleveland during the 2010-2011 season while David Griffin was there. And also parts of the 2011-2012 season before being traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. So there's some history there, which makes a little bit of sense. I like this signing, though. Ramon Sessions is a guy who's kind of experienced it all in the NBA. He's been a starter. He's been a reserved. He's been in and out of the league, kind of, um, in a significant role, in a not-so-significant role on various teams. He's someone who can impart a lot of wisdom on some of these young guards, whether it's Lonzo Ball, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Frank Jackson, what have you. Having him in that kind of player development role, which also is what this sounds like it's going to be, team development, I think is a good thing. You're seeing a lot of the people from the front office really get out there and work with some of these players a little bit, whether it's on off-court stuff or on-court stuff. So when Cash has been out there kind of mixing it up too, 
So this kind of fits what David Griffin has been wanting to do for a while now within when he's working on somewhat revamping the front office. A lot of the guys are still there, but he's bringing in a lot of former players, a lot of people with different experiences, I think, in hopes of kind of imparting that on the current roster with it being so young and having a number of guys who are opening or who are open to learning. So getting them a bunch of different perspectives, whether it's formerly the WNBA, formerly the NBA, what have you, to share all of that and share all that knowledge that they've learned over long careers, I think is a really good thing. So welcome Ramon Sessions to the Pelicans front office. And now it's a game day here in the Crescent City for your New Orleans Pelicans to take on the Utah Jazz in the third preseason game. First home game, only a home game, and it's going to be a lot of fun to have Zion introduced to the home crowd, not just in the scrimmage, but in real official capacity. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. We will be talking about this for sure on Monday. I don't know if it's going to be a sellout. It's preseason on a Friday. I don't know if that's going to do it, though 12,000 people at a free open practice is one thing. I don't know about pain on a Friday night when there's other things going on and the weather is actually starting to kind of cool off here. That's really nice. We've needed that in New Orleans. Maybe people just want to be outside, but it's going to be exciting. Nonetheless, the crowd is going to be amped. That is for sure, particularly for the first dunk that he puts up, but I'm more interested in watching other things. After two times coming in in the second half, does Nikhil Alexander-Walker get an elevated role in this one? We want to know if he's going to be playing. We talked about this in the first part of the show. They're going to run a more realistic rotation for the second or the final two preseason games. But do you start to see what he can do now with maybe some of the starters, with Zion and some of these other guys out there, rather than coming in with other lineups? Do you see how he meshes? I think that's going to be a big thing. This is going to be a tough test for Zion Williamson, too. He's been living at the rim, basically where he's been scoring all of his points. Well, the Utah Jazz have Rudy Gobert, who's pretty good at taking guys out of the paint, basically making it a no-fly zone. How does Zion do trying to deal with someone like that? Is he still able to score over Rudy Gobert? It's okay if he isn't. That is not a big deal. Rudy Gobert does that to a lot of guys. But I'm going to be curious. If he has a good showing against one of the, you know, maybe the premier big defender in the NBA, that's really going to tell us something. This is also going to be a big game for Brandon Ingram. He's the assumed starter. He's been out of sorts with the offense for the most part for these first two preseason games. Are they going to give him a chance to really excel, particularly if Zion is ineffective in this one? You need someone who can then maybe just create their own offense. I think Brandon Ingram could be that guy. I don't know just yet. But how does that work? This is an interesting test for New Orleans in this one. I can't wait to watch it. And as always, I will have that recap for you all on Monday. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans, this week of Locked on Pelicans. Don't forget, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave a five-star review. Helps keep this free in five days a week for you all. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. We'll be back with you all on Monday. 